Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Here we go. Hour number two of Extra Point on this Friday, April 14th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Plenty of NBA discussion ahead. And let's reset the scene with today's poll questions. And we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Who do you have ATS on Sunday? Suns minus seven or Clippers plus seven? Numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And the Clippers out in front at 63% of the vote. Suns trailing at 37%. Yeah, I think this is going to be uh, – I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, I talked about the Clippers for a long time, how I thought that uh, if fully healthy, that they would be the toughest matchup for the Suns in the Western Conference. And we don't expect Paul George at least to play early in the series. And uh, you know, for competitive reasons and for fun reasons, uh, you know, I think it would be – Nice if he played at some point in the series and could be effective. We'll answer this question around 1130. uh, And we'll toss it on over to Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. Do you like the play in tournament? And no continues to lead the way here at 63.6% of the vote. Uh, Yes, trailing at 36.4%. Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. We'll answer that as well around 1130. I do want to make mention of this here. So after the Dallas Mavericks had rested players, all sorts of controversy, people upset, the NBA announced they're doing an investigation. Well, here's what happened. The NBA announced today that the Dallas Mavericks organization has been fined $750,000 for conduct detrimental to the league in an elimination game against the Chicago Bulls on April 7th. The Mavericks violated the league's player resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements the organization's desire to lose the game in order to improve the chances of keeping its first round pick. The Dallas Mavericks uh, the league it said that it found that the players who participated in the game were not p- playing to win. Yeah, and this this is just for their first round pick. This isn't like you know. I guess they you know, mathematically it'd be a, you know, the, of a ridiculous long shot, but they could still get I guess the first pick of the draft, and everybody wants that. Uh, with the the dude from France, right? I think he's from France. I, I'll know more about this. When we get closer to the draft, as far as him specifically. But yeah, you know, I've had people talk to me about this guy for two years. Uh, that's going to be in the next draft and going to be the first overall pick. But this is just for the first round pick. Uh, so it, uh, you know, I'm sure Mark Cuban will have some kind of excuse and blame somebody else or whatever because that's what he does. I kind of thought that if this it led me to believe that they were very upset about all of this. So just a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine, at least to me, didn't seem like uh, that much of a punishment then for how upset they seemed to be back on April 7th and 8th when all of this took place. Yeah, I'm also guessing the Cubans response if he hasn't already had one, which I haven't seen. But if uh, it, you know, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, 
you know, remember the Brunson thing from last year? And uh, there was lots of talk about tampering and, you know, Brunson's dad and all that. I would imagine that, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cuban's response includes uh, something involving the Brunson uh, situation a year ago. This weekend, head on over to our friends at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Say hello and pick up some meats. 2390 North Alma School in Chandler, Von Hansen's. It's not your normal meat market. Craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for the four-legged friends. The weekend special here, certified choice Angus beef 10-ounce ribeye steaks at $15.99 each. Prime pork leoin back ribs at $6.99 a pound and fresh jumbo party style chicken wings at $5.99 a pound. We'll style have a $100 gift certificate available to you, but it's first time to quickly go through the NBA play-in games for tonight. We kind of touched on some of these yesterday, but the updated lines from the FanDuel Sportsbook app, Bulls plus five and a half, Heat minus five and a half. Uh, so the Heat, they get an extra day of rest. They're also playing at home. However, I found this little nugget. Uh, the Heat playing at home this season, at least ATS, hasn't gone great. 15-26-1. and one. And at least I've been saying this at some point, maybe we just have to believe what the Heat have been showing us all season long. Well, and they lead like the world in close games, don't they? They're, they're, I think I saw that stat the other day before the game against Atlanta. Uh, they, they played a ton of close games. Uh, so I think that has probably certainly something to do with their you know, poor record against the number this year. Then you have the Thunder and the Timberwolves for the opportunity to play the Nuggets is the eight seed here. The Thunder plus five and a half, Timberwolves minus five and a half. Rudy Gobert, he's expected to be back for the Timberwolves, and that obviously helps with size for the Timberwolves and probably helps uh, in a size differential as well. Uh, my question, I guess, is can the Timberwolves stay out of foul trouble with Shea Gildas-Alexander forcing the issue in the paint? Yeah, I think this is, uh, we mentioned uh, before they played against the Lakers the other night, and and uh, you know, I think it's even a bigger deal here. The fact that McDaniels is not playing in this game, you know, Oklahoma City has three or four guys, really four guys, if you count the dude from Fresno who played for Herb Sendek at Fresno, by the way. If you count him, they've got like four guys that can get uh, to the rim off the bounce. And uh, the Wolves are now limited in perimeter defenders. McDaniels is their best guy. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Also, I'll continually throw out here, this might be my last chance to do this unless the Wolves advance. I think the Nas Reed injury has made a big deal for them too. And he has a broken hand. I'm assuming he's not going to play this game either. Uh, so they've, uh, they're, they're definitely, uh, even if Gobert comes back, they're shorthanded. You would think... He has a chance to have some success against the Thunder because, uh, without question, the Thunder's quick, uh, weakness is the their lack of length in big guys. But I don't know if you run any plays for Gobert even if he is playing. Uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of his offensive game. I mean, obviously a tremendous well, rebounder, he, but uh, right. Yeah, that's pretty much his offensive. That's pretty much his offensive game is rebounding. I mean, obviously he's a tremendous defender, blocking shots and rebounding and. Yeah, I know their defensive rating when he's out there is just ridiculously higher than it is when he's not out there. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that tonight. 
Let's move into the NBA playoffs. The games we know that are set starting things on Saturday. You have the Nets and the 76ers. Nets plus 8.5, 76ers minus 8.5. Numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. What Mikel Bridges has been doing offensively has been impressive. With Brooklyn, 47.5% from the floor, 26.1 points per game. But now with it being the the playoffs with the 76ers potentially ratcheting up the defense a notch here will that force the ball out of his hands and then who's the offensive playmaker for the nets well it's thomas if thomas has anything to do with this because this dude refuses to pass the ball and he he's had some a couple of 40 point scoring games uh so you know they've got guys that want to shoot uh whether the right guys are shooting all the time i think is a legitimate question but uh yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game, uh, and really the series, quite frankly. I would expect the Sixers to win the series, but as far as one game goes, uh, I'm pretty befuddled as to uh, how to even try to approach uh, handicapping this game. I would have to think here that uh, the Nets don't necessarily have the size to slow down Joel Embiid on the offensive side of, of the ball, and that the 76ers should be motivated to try to get this this done quickly so that they can rest up for the rest of the playoffs. Totally agree with that. Uh, I just have a, uh, you know, trust factor uh, with a trust problem, quite frankly, uh, with the Sixers. And maybe this is totally unfair based on past years and you know, not just Doc Rivers, but I know people want to point to that, but it's not like they were dependable in the postseason before Doc got there. So that will get things started on Saturday. Then we move into the Hawks and the Celtics. Hawks plus nine, Celtics minus nine. Uh, did the Hawks finally put aside their egos and play some good basketball? Uh, that's my first question. And then I guess my second question, though, however, does it not really matter because Boston can just physically dominate them? How about yes and no? Uh, they certainly played a really good game against Miami. And as we've mentioned the last couple of days, it was uh, fascinating <laughs> to me that uh, their aggression and the, how aggressive they were compared to the Heat, uh, that was stunning to me, in fact. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise in me is that Trey Young, I thought, did a nice job. And I don't know if I've ever said this, college or pro, he did a nice job of getting others involved in that game the other night. And they've got other guys. They've got some really good other guys. And uh, I would have no problem at all if uh, Atlanta just moved. I think they'd be a better team without Trey Young because they have now other guys. And when he got there, he pretty much had to be the guy. Uh, now they've got people that can score other than Trey Young. In a lot of games, they never touch the ball or unless they get an offensive rebound or you know, get a steal at the other end of the floor. But uh, that was kind of a different Trey Young, when, at least in my opinion, when we watched uh, the Hawks play on Tuesday night in the first game. I really liked DeJounte Murray, and I was kind of curious to yeah. see how those two were going to play together and, and just not, you know, watching every single Hawks game and just uh, seeing some of the other dysfunction that was going on. It more or less seemed like Murray could figure out how to assimilate with Young, but Young wasn't exactly willing to figure out how to assimilate with Murray. Totally agree with that. And I haven't watched much of the Hawks either, except, uh, you know, some game, you know, a couple games against the Suns. I don't even know if I watched both games against the Suns. Uh, I don't remember watching both of them, one of them for sure. But I'm, I like Murray. 
Uh, I'm a big Collins fan. I mean, I've been talking about him since he was at Wake Forest. Uh, so I don't think that he gets the ball enough. And, you know, they've got Hunter. They've got dudes. Uh, so, you know, there was talk before the Tuesday game that uh, they had uh, – there was a report out there that they uh, the organization is, has the – you know, they've given the, the front office the green light uh, to trade Young. And, and I would be totally in favor of that. Now, the side, the side of that, if I were an NBA team, I would want no part of Trey Young. But that, that's been my uh, – Opinion of him since he was at Oklahoma, which I thought uh, he was like the one of the most selfish college players I have literally ever seen. Uh, one other nugget here about the Celtics is that they allow the lowest opponent offensive rebound rate in the NBA. Yeah. And also, if you're looking at uh, is this going to be a contest of trading twos versus threes, that's not the case because the Celtics certainly fire up threes. Yeah, and they also, I don't know if this is the case this year, but uh, certainly in past years they've been really good at defending the three uh, with Marcus Smart, and obviously they have perimeter length uh, with Brown and Tatum. Uh, so that all makes sense. That they've, I know they've been good at it in the past. Like I said, I don't know uh, what the stats are this year. But uh, it would seem that you know, certainly the Celtics have length that uh, you know, the, the Heat really don't have, and that was a big difference in that game on, uh, on Tuesday night. We'll get into the other matchups on the other side of the break, but I am seeing this here. Uh, Tomar Azerly, actually, who joined you in the 9 o'clock hour. You can podcast over at kdos1060.com with the KDOS 1060 app or Spotify and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. He's uh, tweeting out something that Tyron Liu said here on Paul George potentially returning to the series. Uh, even if he does try to come back, if he's not right, we're not going to let him go. we got to make sure he's close to 100% without being being able to worsen his injury. So I don't know if that really says much about him being able to contribute. It doesn't seem likely, but as, uh, as we talked about earlier, that uh, the schedule certainly suits the Clippers. Uh, if there's, you know, if, 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 this, if the series goes seven games, the last three games would be over an eight day stretch which would be you know, good for recuperative uh, you know, powers for somebody that's injured or, for that matter, not injured. Uh, so I think the longer the series goes, I think uh, the Clippers, especially if George is available, would ha- kind of have an advantage at that point. So the Suns need to take care of business immediately. Tyron Liu also goes on to say that Marcus Morris will be healthy and available for the series, and he envisioned some kind of role for him but didn't uh, elaborate as to what that role is. More thug, thug, <laughs> thug would be the series, the role that he would play. More of these contests on the other side of the break. It is the extra point here on KDUS AM 1060. KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060. KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. One thing that I just have to mention, and then we'll move back into the NBA. It's being circulated around here. Buda Baker's Twitter bio has now changed. Previously, there was a photo of him in his number three Cardinals uniform, and in the bio, it had AZ. Now he is not wearing his Cardinals uniform and bio does not have AZ listed any longer. 
I cannot There's go. supposedly some Michael Jordan thing on there, too, or some video of Jordan or something doing his, you know, I just read the headline. I didn't read the story. Sorry. Isn't that movie coming out, Air? I think it's out now. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah. So I have no interest in seeing that, however, but, uh, you know, that's just me. But uh, I've got, you know, it's been 20 years since I, you know, saw Jordan on a daily basis, and I'm still Michael Jordan out <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, the Last Dance documentaries were phenomenal, no, and also the fact that they worked really hard to get them done early so that we had something to watch uh, during 2020 was very nice of them. Right. And also a lot of people that were interviewed for that thing, uh, I knew in Chicago. So that was an added bonus for me. So there's that about Buda Baker. Uh, hopefully, I even knew the Usher dude that there was in there. I didn't even know who he was. Really? So, okay. Yeah, it was a big part of that. I forgot his name now. Darn, shoot, heck. But yeah, I knew who that dude was. Everybody, everybody, the media and everybody that meant anything in the building, not that the media meant anything, but anybody that knew anything knew who that dude was. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so there's the Buda Baker news. Hopefully we don't have another off season of just following social media uh, cryptic messages and we'll <laughs> be able to move right along. As we well, will- Apparently they're just going to give him a seven-year contract because that's what happened to Kyler Murray. You, you, you have like a lifetime deal almost at that point. We'll move Maybe it- that's, that's, Buda, that's Buda's motive. Is he, I could do this and get a long-term contract. We'll move into the NBA games here. The Knicks and the Cavs. Knicks plus five and a half. Cavs minus five and a half. Those numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Julius Randle not cleared for contact and is questionable for game one. Uh, He's been dealing with a sprained ankle since March 29th. The Knicks, again, I don't know how much you can glean from this, but the Knicks won the regular season series 3-1. But if you look at the breakdown of to why that potentially happened is that the Cavs bench was virtually outscored tremendously by the Knicks bench. And so you have to ask yourself, how much is the bench going to play in this particular series? So does that revert the uh, advantage back to the Cavs? True. Uh, Good point. And yeah, for people who have missed it for the last 20 years or so, I don't care what happened really in any regular season game. Uh, and uh, that hasn't changed before load management became a uh, you know popular uh, you know phrase and so forth. Uh, you know, the regular season is so much different than the postseason. You know, I think the biggest difference, quite frankly, is that players really take the scouting and the tendencies and uh, the game-to-game thing much more seriously than they do in the regular season especially even back in the day when teams were playing a lot of times in four games and five nights and hell you could barely remember who you were supposed to play the next game uh let alone anything about them uh so but uh yeah the postseason is so much different than the regular season in every way would this shock you these numbers tom thibodeau and just kind of him as a coach he's 11 and 17 ats as an underdog in the playoffs and 6 and 22 straight up not that surprising i mean they've had some teams that have you know not done quite as well as they should including two years ago in the playoffs against atlanta when some idiot i'm raising my hand you have to all trust me here raising my right hand right arm right now 
Uh, you know, I thought that they were going to beat the Hawks, and I invested in that. And then I, about halfway through the first game, I realized this is a really bad investment. And uh, it was so bad, I couldn't even get off the bet. Uh, and Randall, by the way, was pathetic in that series after he had his breakout uh, regular season. And it's not like, as I, uh, you might have heard during the FanDuel spots, uh, not like he's had a great uh, postseason and uh, postseason career. So even if he's healthy, I can't trust him or the Knicks. Uh, then when we move into the Warriors and the Kings, we did have a conversation with Matt George from ABC 10 KXTV, if you missed it, podcast, KDOS1060.com, as well as the KDOS 1060 app, Apple and Spotify. The Warriors plus one, Kings minus one. Numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Andrew Wiggins cleared to play. It'll be his first game since February 13th. He is coming off the bench here, reportedly by Shams, in about a 20 to 25 minute roll. I got the over 20 to 25 minutes <laughs> just on the matchups here. Now, I heard this on ESPN the other day, and I assume it's accurate, and I, don't, I didn't fact check this. Uh, they said that the Warriors haven't lost a Western Conference playoff series since Mark Jackson was the head coach. That would mean that Steve Kerr has never lost a Western Conference playoff series as the Warriors head coach? Wow. Okay. So – Wow. Okay. So I heard this yesterday. The are the the are the Warriors a dynasty? I feel like just that statement alone makes them a dynasty. <laughs> That's a good way to put it by you, really. Uh, in this day and age of sports, and I'm sure we talked about this. I wasn't around for this last year, was I? I was on the medical leave at that point, but. Had I done a poll, if we had poll questions, then maybe you use this poll question. Are the Lake, are the, uh, excuse me, the uh, Warriors a dynasty? And in this day and age of sports, I would answer yes. So here is my tease along uh, starting unit for the Warriors and just how good they have been. However, it hasn't happened often so far this year. Only 331 minutes have been played together wow. with a starting lineup. Yeah, I know. Of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. But they have <laughs> outscored opponents by 21.9 points per 100 possessions. Ooh. That's rather yeah. eye-opening. Yeah, I've got a lot of, lot of woes here coming from me. You know, the, just the minutes. Uh, kind of reminds me of what was the Durant-Harden thing last year, right? So uh, kind of the same type of thing. It's uh, amazing how few minutes. I'm sure it's got to be pretty similar with Paul George and Leonard uh, during the season because they you know, did a pretty good job uh, like the Clippers did as well as they could trying to do the load management thing. And unfortunately, George gets hurt with like two weeks to go in the regular season. So I know when we were having our conversation with Matt George and we, we were talking to him about DeMontis Sabonis and he was talking about more of the offensive game for Sabonis. And obviously that's, uh, you know, he's impressive on the offensive side of the ball. But are there potential matchup here, matchups here that Sabonis could get really uh, turned around on the defensive side of the ball for the yeah. Warriors? True. And, uh, yes, yeah, Sabonis, and I will say, you know, first up, there's no bigger fan in Maricopa County than, than Sabonis. I would love to admit Gonzaga. I, you know, talked for months, weeks, years, seemed like, that I wanted the Suns to draft him. And they could have, but they didn't. And, uh, 
And but he's had he's not had a good playoff history. But in his you know defense, I mean it was with the Pacers, and they had some guys in that team that I don't think were exactly team oriented. Uh, but uh, you know he needs to step up the postseason too, just because the history for him so far, whether it's his fault or not, has not been good. Uh, the Kings on defense here are giving up 119.4 points per 100 possessions in non-garbage time. But on the road, it improves to 114.9 uh, points per 100 possessions in non-garbage time, which is ironically eighth best in the league so it's kind of interesting how their home and road differentials plus they ended up having the best record in the west on the road as well uh but i think maybe we can throw some of those things out the window when it comes to this playoff time probably but this is the thing that's the strangest and matt pointed this out Uh, he mentioned uh, some of that road stuff and uh yeah also they've been good in the fourth quarter on defense as matt pointed out to us but uh the thing that's strangest for me is you have an inexperienced team as far as certainly the postseason, and a lot of the players, have, you know, whether they're in Sacramento or not, have not been in the postseason. Uh, but uh, you know, the fact that they're you know so much better on the road than they are at home, which is just kind of perplexing and unusual. Let's put it that way. So for me, I've never really been a proponent that uh, you can just. Turn, turn it on and expect to achieve what all your goals are without some proper preparation heading into it. But it looks like uh, the Warriors are kind of going to be in that particular predicament because of just injuries, Andrew Wiggins, missed time, etc. If there's one team that maybe can potentially do that just because they've had so much continuity over the years, it's probably them. Totally agree. And uh, actually within the next couple of hours here, I'm going to be going to a casino, uh, which has a sports book. And uh, at least as of like an hour and a half ago, uh, the Warriors were still an underdog in game one. And uh, my plan is to invest in the Warriors in game one. Let's move into Lakers and Grizzlies. Lakers plus three and a half. Grizzlies minus three and a half. Uh, This is LeBron's 20th season in the NBA, and it's the first time that he's been a series underdog in the first round of the NBA playoffs. That's kind of stunning. Another (laughs) woe. Yeah. Yeah. They're also 17 and 8 since the All-Star break, the Warriors. and uh, I mean, the, the Lakers, excuse me. And they've had, you know, all kinds of guys coming and going during that time, including LeBron. Uh, so, and they got the, uh, I, I just, I've never quite bought into the Lakers this year. When they got D'Angelo Russell, I was even more against the Lakers. Um, you know, the, War, the Wolves couldn't get rid of, couldn't, couldn't wait to get rid of him. And I've mentioned the Ohio State thing over the years with Russell. He's like the most selfish player in the history of Ohio State sports. And I'm not sure that's changed much in the NBA. Uh, when it comes to the Grizzlies at home, 35 and six straight up, 23, 17 and one ATS this season. My question here is how much is losing the size of Steven Adams actually going to help the Lakers? And also Clark. Remember the local True. product. He's not playing either. And I think that's a really big deal in this series because obviously if you're playing against the Lakers, you need some length against Anthony Davis. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I think that's a big deal. Another thing I heard, I think it was from Mo, or Mo DeKeel, our our frequent guest during the sports zone. Uh, uh, I heard it wasn't him, I apologize, but it was somebody, some smart dude, 
on a podcast that I listened to this week talking about Dylan Brooks. And everybody talks, you know, there's all kinds of things to say about Dylan Brooks. He, he is a good defender, needless to say, but all the other stuff going on. But his shot selection is just atrocious. And, in fact, uh, the podcast I listened to, they were actually not even arguing, but all you know, like you know, a couple people agreeing that you know, he might just shoot him out of the playoffs because of his awful shot selection. Uh, in addition to maybe this size situation, as you mentioned with Clark and with Adams, uh, this also goes in conjunction with the Lakers being the eighth best team in offensive rebounding percentage. But I guess here's the the X factor, right? Can anyone on the Lakers? LeBron's part of that too, by the way. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, will anyone be able to stop Ja Morant on the floor, though, for the Lakers? Who can guard him? Well, I guess Vanderbilt's going to get the first shot. Yeah, that's uh, something... Uh, yeah, we talked about a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, so yeah, I guess he's such a bad offensive player, though. You had to have him. You know, it's not like it's uh, you know Iowa high school basketball where you only have uh, the people on half the floor, uh, so they can hide defensive players. And I'm sure that wasn't the intention of the rule intent, uh, initially, but that's kind of what it became at some point. Why I know about Iowa high school girls basketball, I have no idea, but I just remembered that from years ago. But anyway. Uh, Vanderbilt, tremendous defender, and it's just a waste of time at the other end of the floor. You don't even want to throw him the ball for the most part. Uh, maybe you'll get a garbage basket or whatever, but he's got to get the first shot. I don't even know who the alternative – maybe Schroeder, uh, who you know, certainly had a good game the other night, and part of that was at the defensive end against the Wolves. But uh, that would seem to be – I think that's a really good question. Uh yeah, yeah. How do they try to slow down Morant? Maybe Morant. Morant's had some games where Morant has slowed down Morant because, talking about shot selection, you kind of wonder what the hell is he doing. Yeah, that's a good point. He's the only one that can slow himself down. Uh, we'll get into the Clippers and the Suns on the other side of the break as part of our poll questions. I'll briefly run through these odds from FanDuel. Conference winners in the West, you have the Suns at plus 190, Warriors plus 320. The Nuggets is the one seed waiting to find out who they'll compete against in the first round, plus 360. The Grizzlies plus 700 and the Lakers plus 800. Flipping this over into the East, the Bucks at plus 110, the Celtics at plus 170, then a significant drop-off to the 76ers at plus 450, and then an even more significant drop-off to the Cavs at 18-1, to 1, and then a more significant drop-off to the Knicks at 42-1. to 1. And in terms of the... Yeah. In terms of the NBA Finals numbers, the Bucks plus 240, Celtics plus 350, Suns plus 480, Warriors plus 850, and the Nuggets and the 76ers each at 10 to 1. Okay, real quick, uh, my last, you know, my, you know, kind of, a, no matter what the sport, I always bring this up. Those odds to win championships in conferences, in this case, are so much different. You have no idea when a lot of that when that, a lot of that handle came into the various casinos, and you know, series odds are much different than uh, if you want to shop around and looking for series odds. Uh, you should try to do that because even from casino to casino now, just based on what we've known from the matchups that were you know just announced in the last few days. The, the, from casino to casino, you can get some widely different odds. So whoever you like, you can probably get a number that you think are going to be favorable on your side of uh, whoever you think might win a series. 
2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. That's our friends at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. The weekend special certified choice Angus beef 10-ounce ribeye steaks at $15.99 each. Prime pork Leon back ribs at $6.99 a pound. And fresh jumbo party-style chicken wings at $5.99 a pound. VonHansen'sMeats.net. It's time. The $100 gift certificate is coming to you. If you're caller number 3, 602-260-1060, caller 3. Three gets the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. 602-260-1060 is the number. And once again, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits at 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. And visit them online at vonhansensmeats.net. Poll questions, they're coming up next right here on KDUS AM 1060, online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you. Interact with Bob Kemp's poll question on KDUS1060.com. That's KDUS1060.com. And while you're there, check out Bob Kemp's bottom line at KDUS1060.com. here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Congratulations to our winner for the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. See them this weekend, 2390 North Alma School Road. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, not your normal meat market, craft beer, wine, spirits, and never forget your four-legged friends. It's time to answer today's poll questions today so we'll toss it on over to the kdos1060.com poll question who do you have ats on sunday the suns minus seven or the clippers plus seven numbers coming to you from fanduel i don't right now intend to bet on this and what happens with me and the warriors tomorrow might told you know might uh, reinvest if i would win that first bet when i'm on the warriors tomorrow but uh i would favor the clippers plus the seven i'm I'm very intrigued of how, you know, obviously I like the Clippers' depth and so forth. They're not completely against the Suns' depth, but, you know, I think the Clippers have some guys coming off the bench that can make a difference. And uh, I'm very curious to see how they're going to try to match up in this series. Uh, not uh, Really, both ends of the floor. You know, Leonard can't guard everybody, uh, even though, as I mentioned also earlier, sometimes you think he is guarding everybody because he's so darn good at uh, the defensive end. But, uh, you know, in the Suns, I'm not exactly sure. We certainly, you know, they've had a week of practice, which I think is very important. And I think that it was more important to them than any regular season games that could have been during the stretch, down the stretch run. So I think that Monty's trying, still playing with the rotation a little bit. I think that Ty Lue, uh, who has turned out to be a really good strategical coach, especially during games, uh, I think that uh, at least in the first game, I think they've got a few more edges, even without Paul George playing, that uh, might throw a curveball towards the sun. So I would favor the Clippers a little bit. Right now, I'm not investing in this, but I might by the time we get to 5 o'clock on Sunday. So I don't use this phrase often, but it kind of was the first thing that popped into my head. And I realized that there's no Paul George, and that's a massive loss for them. But plus 7 is that a little disrespectful for Kawhi Leonard? I mean, he's really good. 
Yeah, maybe. I think that, but the, yeah, if you're the odds maker, I think you have to take in uh, what they think the public is going to do. In fact, I think this number will go higher. Uh, and in fact, it would go if this would go to eight, almost for sure, uh, would be on the Clippers in this game. But if you just take a look, this game's not until Sunday at five o'clock. It's like the last. I think it's the last game of the weekend. Maybe one other one on Sunday night. I'm not really sure what the schedule is on Sunday, but anyway, it's close to the last game of the weekend. And there's going to be a. This is a high-profile game, and uh, you know the the the, 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 the the there's going to be lots of vol, lot, lots of handle, lots of volume in this game. And usually those games, the the better bets the favorite. So I would expect this game, this number even to go higher than it is at uh, seven, seven and a half. I know some places, in fact, like in the last couple of hours, I just noticed that there are some seven and a halves out there. Uh, so anyway, I think it'll go higher. And if it would get to eight, I'll probably be on the Clippers. Uh, to answer your first question, the Nuggets will be the last game of Sunday as we're figuring out who okay. will be competing against them. Uh, back to the poll question here. Yes, I realize that Paul George the is... Nuggets a- are always the last game on Sunday. They gotta be, they're being disrespected. <laughs> they really are. It seems like they're always the last game of the weekend for the first weekend. Yeah, okay, that's done, true. Uh, so <laughs> Paul George, though, as I mentioned, is a huge loss uh, for the Clippers, and it does more as well. I mean, the offensive numbers when Kawhi and Paul are able to be out there at the same time, that's obviously a hurt. But what he can do defensively, I certainly think that helps the Suns be able to get loose and free and be able to isolate some guys to hit some open buckets. So I think that's really helpful for Kawhi. He's been pretty darn magical uh, in the last what, 10 or so games since he's been back and everything and, and more and more healthy and not having to rest as much. Uh, so the question here is who can score for the Clippers consistently? I know Russell Westbrook has been doing some, some nice things, but I guess the question here is, can he do it consistently? Uh, you won't be able to double team Katie and Booker, so you're going to be leaving somebody open. I do think that uh, you can take advantage of some suspect Clippers defense here. Chris Ball, he has to stay ready uh, with his shot. And if when they leave him open, ready to go, shoot the three and play as well as we've seen him play down the stretch here. I, I just think that I, I think the Suns are going to win, uh, but seven or having to win by eight seems like a little too much. Yeah, I'll just add a couple other quick things here. I think the Clippers miss George more at the defensive end, certainly in this series, than they do at the offensive end. And the other thing is, uh, I already forgot it. So I shouldn't have gone, you know, should have just stayed with the one thing. I'll remember it uh, like at 12.05 probably, right? Good timing. Well, interrupt any time when you remember it. Clippers plus yeah, right. <laughs> Clippers plus seven, sixty-three percent of the vote. Suns minus seven at thirty-seven percent of the vote. That's KDOS ten sixty dot com's poll question over on Twitter at KDOS AM ten sixty. Do you like the NBA play in tournament? Uh, so I was going to say this with a very emphatic yes, but. I don't know that I can get there right now. And I, maybe it's due to some of the regular season, uh, just overall load management and how I, I had thought that the play-in tournament really helped bolster the end of the regular season to make some excitement there. But yet teams still treated it uh, very differently than they had in the previous couple of years with this format. Uh, I will say, though, that with the play-in, being able to see two 10 seeds go on to win was pretty neat. And actually, those 
closest contest to me ended up being the more competitive contest so far. Uh, so that was that was definitely fun. Uh, but I do think that the idea good is good, but it's like missing something. And maybe it's just the fact that there's so much disparity across the NBA right now that we've pretty much identified, you know, here are the two best teams in the East. Here's a few teams in the West. Uh, but even still, we think the East is so much better than the West. And so when you kind of trickle on down, you're like, well, are these going to be good games and, and do they have a chance? And so when you kind of couple all of that together, I think overall the disparity maybe is what is uh, causing some damped down emphatic yes that I would have originally had. Yeah, I, I've been completely against this play-in thing for, since it started, uh, but I will say that this week, um, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was pretty entertained uh, especially on Wednesday, especially the OKC and New Orleans game. Uh, so maybe changing my tune a little bit, but you know, if I were commissioner for you know for the foreseeable future and had this decision to make, I wouldn't have the play in tournament. Well, apparently, well, they're going to have the play in tournament, right? And they're also having a mid-season tournament, so all sorts well, God, of tournaments. Totally, that, that that seems like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, quite frankly. But yeah, we'll wait till we get to that, and I'll say at that time, most likely, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No out in front, 63.6% of the vote. Yes, sitting at 36.4%. That's on Twitter, at KDOS AM 1060. We wrap it up on the other side of the break. Uh, ASU baseball upcoming for the weekend. The Diamondbacks are on the road. And, of course, what we've been talking about, the Suns uh, finally getting the playoff series started with the Clippers Sunday night, 5 p.m. So we'll get into... Uh, all of those things to wrap up this Friday, April 14th edition of Extra Point next. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you right here on KDOS AM 1060, KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060, uh, 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2. That's right, HD Radio on 100.7 channel number two. segment of this Friday, April 14th edition of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you, but it's that time once again. It's thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else sips the cracks. Also our guest, uh, Tamir uh, Azerly of uh, Clutch Points. Lots of good stuff about the Clippers heading into the series against the Suns. And also we talked Kings, Sacramento Kings, uh, with Matt George, TV host in Sacramento and also host of the Locked On Kings podcast. Sound of the day courtesy of uh, Bally Sports Arizona, ESPN, NBC, Bally Sports Arizona, Extra, also Root Sports, Bally Sports Southwest, CBS and WDAE. 
And that's the uh, Rays flagship station, which we've used every day this week as they continue to win every game that they ever play. Uh, Special thanks, as always, to Kayla and Corey and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, the Sports 2 with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6, and ASU Baseball. They're on the road at Washington, taking on the Huskies. First pitch, 6 o'clock. You can hear it here, KDOS AM 1060, KDOS1060.com, the KDOS 1060 app with Tim Healy on the call. And no, Bob, Tim Lincecum's not pitching. He's not walking through that door, as uh, to paraphrase Rick, paraphrase Rick Pitino for many years ago. The Diamondbacks, they're on the road. They're taking on the Marlins. It's a Madison Bumgarner start, 3.40 p.m. on Bally Sports, Arizona. As we've been talking about uh, most of the show with the Suns and the NBA, the Suns are hosting the Clippers Sunday, 5 p.m. TNT on and Bally Sports, Arizona, if you want the local feel. When it comes to some other local news here, despite the Coyotes, Season being done and a struggle, 28-40-14. and 14. Uh, Some cool news with Clayton Keller tying Keith Kachuk's club record with 86 points last night. Kachuk, though, really good. He holds the record for goals with 52 and points with 86 from the 1996 to 1997 season. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I first got here, he was, uh, you know, certainly a big, big deal. We carried the Coyotes games when I first got here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was big time. The Rays, they're going for 14-0 and uh, to bust out of the 13-0 and tie that they're in with the uh, Brewers and the Braves teams from the 80s. And then you also have here the NCAA changing official and unofficial rule visits. Recruits no longer yeah. are restricted. So this is insane. Previously, I think it's insane. Okay, Uh, they are no longer restricted (laughs) to five official visits, but they will be limited to one official visit per school. They can go to the school to visit again if there's been a coaching change. Programs, though, still have 56 total official visits, but unlimited visits for recruits. That seems to be nuts, but maybe I'm just looking at this the wrong way. I'm sure we're going to find out something else about how there's been tampering and money being right. funneled in because of all of this. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's on the horizon. Oh, great. As always, <laughs> thank you for listening. Enjoy the weekend of NBA hoops and all sorts of other things going on. Major League Baseball, we look forward to talking with you on Monday. It gets started with the Sports Zone, 9 a.m.